أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 68 سورة المائدة We'll begin from ayah number 4 يسألونك ماذا أحل لهم They ask you meaning the companions ask the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم ماذا What is that which أحل لهم is made halal for them After learning about this is haram and this is haram and this is haram, you want to know, okay, so just tell me what is halal. I don't want to know about the exceptions, just tell me what is halal so I can just stick to that. So the companions, what did they do? They also asked the Prophet ﷺ for a list of halal foods. Because generally this is how we perceive the deen. That we think everything is forbidden except for this, this and this. Isn't this how we look at the deen? In every matter, whether it's food or money or anything, we always look at it as this, that everything is forbidden, we're only allowed to do this and this. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He says, قُلْ أُحِلَّ لَكُمْ Say, it is permissible for you. What? الطيبات, the good things. And al over here gives the meaning of all. So tell them that all good things, Every single good thing, it is halal for you. You are allowed to eat it. Because the Prophet ﷺ, when he came, he came to, in Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 157, he came to, وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِسِ He came to make all good things lawful for the people and make all bad things unlawful for them. So this is a reality. Everything that is good for us to eat, to consume, to drink, then what do we see? It is allowed for us. And everything that is bad for us to eat, to consume, then we see that it is forbidden for us. Take the example of alcohol. It may be addictive, it may bring a lot of pleasure to a person, but is it beneficial? Is it good for a person? No, it is not. So Allah has made it forbidden. Likewise, dead meat, an animal that has been laying dead, that was not slaughtered properly, the blood is still in it, the blood was not drained out of it. Then, obviously, there must be so much bacteria in it, so it's not clean. This is why such meat is not permissible for us to eat. Take the example of pork, for instance. We learned about how a pig eats anything and everything that it can find, sometimes even its own babies. So it is something that's not allowed for us to eat. Why? Because it is not clean. And if it is not treated properly, and these days because of all the technology, it is treated properly. If it is not treated properly, it can cause a lot of diseases. It can cause a lot of diseases. So we see that everything that is good for us, it is halal. And everything that is bad for us, it has been made haram. But if you compare the halal and the haram, what is more? The halal is more, the haram is more? Halal is more, right? From all the drinks, what is unlawful? An intoxicating drink, right? So alcohol, for example. You can have juice, you can have water, you can have all sorts of liquids. Likewise, look at different foods. You can have that too. Meat also. We learned, أُحِلَّ لَكُمْ بَهِيمَةُ الْأَنْعَامِ All bahima anam are permissible for you, except for just a few things, which are mentioned 
in the verse that we learned earlier. So, قُلْ أُحِلَّ لَكُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ Say that all good things are allowed for you. What else is allowed for you? وَمَا عَلَّمْتُمْ مِنَ الْجَوَارِحِ وَمَا عَلَّمْتُمْ Meaning also permissible for you is the hunt of those animals whom you have trained. So this part of the ayah is talking about hunting. Now when people go hunting, they hunt through various ways. For example, a person could go hunting, sees an animal and shoots an arrow. Or shoots, you know, with a gun. Likewise, there's other ways of hunting. For example, a person may have a trained falcon, a trained hunting bird. And he releases the bird and the bird goes and catches another bird or whatever that he intends to catch. And so he uses a bird to hunt. Likewise, another person could have hunting dogs. So there's different ways through which people hunt. Over here, the verse is talking about different ways of hunting. All of these things are included. So Allah says, وَمَا عَلَّمْتُمْ مِنَ الْجَوَارِحِ وَمَا and that which, meaning and the game caught by, the hunt, the prey caught by. Caught by who? Caught by مَا عَلَّمْتُمْ مِنَ الْجَوَارِحِ and those hunting animals whom you have taught. Allamtum, you have taught, meaning you have trained. Whom you have trained? Min al jawarih. Jawarih is the plural of jariha. And jariha is from the root letters jim raha. What does jaraha mean? Wound. To give a wound, to injure, to cause an injury. So jariha is basically a predatory animal or bird. Hunting animal or bird. Okay? And jawarih over here doesn't refer to wild hunting animals like lions and cheetahs and any other eagle or what. No, it is only ma'allamtum, those whom you have trained. So for example, a person owns a falcon, he has trained it. A person owns uh, dogs and he has trained them. So their hunt, their catch is also permissible for you to eat. But there are certain conditions that apply. First of all, we see that it has to be trained. It has to be a knowledgeable hunting animal. And what's the sign that it is knowledgeable? That when it is sent, it goes. When it is called, it responds. When it is stopped, it stops. So basically, it listens to the master. You see that dogs, for example, not hunting dogs, but even otherwise... Sometimes they are trained when to use the washroom. Likewise, cats also, how to use it, where to use it. Likewise, how to play with kids, how to play with other animals, how they're not supposed to sit at certain places, how when the master will throw the ball, they have to go catch it and then bring it back. They understand the language of the people as well. Once they have been trained. But if you gave the same instructions to a wild dog, would it ever listen? No way. You tell it, sit down, and it's going to bark at you. You're going to use some words to discipline it, and it might attack you. So, the first condition is that these animals, hunting animals, have to be trained by you. مَا عَلَّمْتُ مِنَ الْجَوَارِحِ مُكَلِّبِينَ مُكَلِّبِينَ Plural of مُكَلِّب And مُكَلِّب is from the root letter كَافْ لَامْبَى What does kalb mean? Not قَلْب Qalb with a qaf is heart. And kaf, kalb is dog. So, mukallibin, plural of mukallib, mukallib is basically a trainer. 
a trainer, a trainer of dogs or a trainer of hunting animals, wild animals. Meaning, the animals whom you have sent to catch the prey as their trainers, meaning you are their trainers. You have trained the animal. You have trained the dog. You have trained the falcon. And mukallibin has also been understood in another way. That the hunt of the animals whom you have sent, meaning mukallibin, ones who send, ones who dispatch. Because in the Arabic, kalabtul kalba means that I released, I sent the dog. I let him go. I sent him. Why? To catch something. So, the hunt of the hounds whom you have sent, whom you have dispatched to catch the prey. And over here Allah says, تُعَلِّمُونَهُنَّ You teach these animals, you train them. How? مِمَّا عَلَّمَكُمُ اللَّهُ From that which Allah has taught you. Meaning you've been able to train these animals only because Allah gave you the ability. Otherwise, you would never have been able to train such wild animals who could attack you, who could kill you, who could eat you up. Literally, a pack of wolves can easily kill a person. Even people use lions for hunting. People use cheetahs for hunting sometimes. People use all sorts of animals for hunting. So these animals can actually take your life. But Allah gave you the ability to teach them, to train them. So don't be too proud of yourself. Allah has given you the ability. You know sometimes if you own a pet, and you know you've trained even a bird for example, how to sit, where to sit, what to do. Recently somebody shared a video with me of their parrot, how they have toilet trained their parrot. Imagine, toilet training a parrot. Because before they take it out of the cage and send it around the house, leave it free in the house, they make it poo. So that the house doesn't get dirty. So they've literally trained the parrot. And isn't that amazing? You hear about cats being trained for this. Or dogs being trained for this. But imagine birds. So how? Who gave you this ability? Allah gave you this ability. He gave you this knowledge with which you can teach them. With which you can train them. Because we see that some people, they don't have that ability. And we see this very clearly. Some people, they talk in a way that their children listen. And others, they talk in a way that the children become deaf. So who has made one more effective and the other ineffective? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah has made you effective, don't be proud of yourself. This is knowledge that Allah has given you. فَكُلُوا So eat. مِمَّا From that which amsakna alaykum, That which they hold for you. They catch for you. Who catches for you? Your hunting animals. And the word amsakna is from mim sin kaf. Imsak. What does imsak mean? To hold, to retain. So for example, a person spots a deer and then he sends his hunting dogs. Okay, five of them. He sends them. And they go, they run, they catch the deer and they hold it. One is holding the leg, another is holding the neck, another is holding another leg. So the deer has been held by the dogs. So Allah says, eat from that deer. Obviously when? When you have slaughtered it. Right? When you have killed it, only then you will eat it. But notice one thing, that these hunting animals must have held the prey for you. Which means that they should not have caught it and started eating from it. 
If they catch the prey and start eating from it, then you know what? They didn't catch it for you. They caught it for who? For themselves. And in that case, you are not allowed to eat from it. So for example, a person sent his dogs, they catch the deer and they start eating it up. If they start eating it, you can't eat from it. Because these animals caught it for who? For themselves. Now, also one thing that we see here is that what if the, let's say the hunting dogs, they catch the deer and they kill it. They were holding it for you and it took you quite a while to find them and by the time you came, the deer is dead. Now can you eat of that? Okay, if you slaughter it and the blood flows out, but that's applicable to wild animals as well. Like we learned earlier, وَمَا أَكَلَ السَّبْرُ إِلَّا مَا ذَكَّيْتُمْ That's applicable to wild animals as well. So what's the difference between the kill of hunting animals who have been trained and the kill of the hunting animals that have not been trained? What's the difference? There wouldn't be any difference then. So, the difference is that if your hunting animals catch a prey and they even kill it, still you can eat from it. Yes, still you can eat from it. This is the difference between the animal that is trained, that is sent by you, and the animal that is not trained, not sent by you. This is the difference. Because this is very much possible. Your dogs are running after the deer and they're holding it. It took you quite a while to get there through all the bushes and everything. By the time you get that, the animal might be dead. It might be dead already. So in that case, you slaughter it and hardly any blood flows out or no blood flows out, still you can eat of it. Why? Because you said the name of Allah when sending the dogs. So when you said the name of Allah when sending the dogs, the dogs killed it. This is just like you said Bismillah when passing the knife. Okay? It's just that a different tool is being used. On the one hand, you're using a knife. On the other hand, you're using hunting dogs. It's the same thing. On the one hand, the knife killed it. On the other hand, the hunting dogs killed it. Obviously, they will not kill properly because the thing is that when they will kill the animal, it's not necessary that all the blood will flow out. So what will you do? You will come and slaughter it properly. And even if the blood doesn't flow out completely, it's okay. It's not a big deal. وَذْكُرُوا and remember, meaning mention اسم الله عليه, the name of Allah upon it. When? When should you mention the name of Allah upon it? At two occasions. First of all, when you dispatch the, when you send your hunting animal. So for example, you release the falcon, say Bismillah Allahu Akbar. You unleash the dog, say Bismillah Allahu Akbar. You say the name of Allah when you release your animal. This is just like you say the name of Allah when you pass the knife over. And secondly, you say it when? When you eat. Because when you have caught the animal, you kill it, you slaughter it, then you eat it. And when you eat it, you have to say Bismillah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 121, that, Do not eat of that on which the name of Allah is not mentioned. If the name of Allah is not mentioned on an animal when it was killed, when it was slaughtered, then you cannot eat of it. So when you've sent your animal, make sure you say Bismillah. Allah says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ And fear Allah. 
Indeed, Allah is swift in account. Fear Allah. Do not make the unlawful lawful for yourselves. Fear Allah in this regard, in the matter of eating and drinking. If there's something that is haram, don't make it halal upon yourself. And vice versa, when something is halal, don't make it haram on yourself. Fear Allah. And remember that He is swift in calling to account. So you might get away once or twice, maybe more than that, by eating haram, by eating unlawful. But don't forget that Allah will question you. Because we eat and we forget. But who knows? Who has it recorded? And who will bring those records out? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So He is swift in calling to account. Therefore, be careful. There's a video I want to show you of how hunting is done in the Islamic way. This is basically a part of a TV show. I've come to Scotland in search of the finest wild deer for my delicious new dish. One that deserves a place on any Indian menu. Venison masala. I'm hunting with Mobarak Jan, who regularly stalks deer up here. Most Indian restaurants use halal meat, and I'm keen to know how wild venison can be halal. Mo's a Muslim hunter, and he's going to show me how he does it. What was it that attracted you? Why? Why do you want to start shooting? Well, it's mainly really sort of um, the sort of hunter-gatherer kind of thing, you know, <laughs> shooting for your own food, yeah. taking it home, taking some venison home, and uh, cooking it up and having beautiful food. Joining us is Jim McCurlin, who's going to help us track down a deer. If you spot one and I haven't seen it, just go, and that's all. I'll hear it, yeah? Don't okay. point at it. Don't point, don't raise any hands. Are we ready? Let's go. It's an incredibly difficult to shoot. And what could spook him? Noise. Scent. After two hours, Jim spots our first deer. See those tall trees up there? He's just out. He's just come out. Here he comes. He's running along the bottom. Fuck, I still can't see him. Top left. See him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just as I'm getting ready to take the shot, I lose it. Gordon, that deer won't be coming back now. No bastard, no back. Then it's time for Mo to show me how he makes sure his deer is halal. As well as saying a prayer when he pulls the trigger, he slits the throat in a special way. What I would do yeah. to make it halal, yeah. is to repeat the prayer, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. That's it. That's it. One swift back and forth. That's the main thing with halal. The knife has to be razor sharp. We do it this way to get all the blood out the car. 
Let him finish talking. This, um, just so it's nice and clean. Well done, Gordon. So, in addition to saying the words of prayer at the time of shooting, pulling the trigger, so that's when you say Bismillah Allahu Akbar. It wasn't in the recording, but they mentioned it after. And secondly, at the time of slaughtering the animal as well. Bismillah Allahu Akbar. Now you see what hunting is? Now over here they used a gun. You can even use animals. You can even use birds. You can use different ways of hunting animals. But you have to say the name of Allah upon it. وَذْكُرُوا إِسْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ Mention the name of Allah upon it. Because if it is not mentioned, then what does it mean? You can't eat of it. Okay? You can't eat of it because Allah says very clearly, لا تأكلوا مما لم يذكر اسم الله عليه. Do not eat of that on which the name of Allah is not mentioned. Now there are several hadiths from which we learn a little bit more about hunting. In a hadith we learn, Adi bin Hatim, he said, O Messenger of Allah, I set off trained dogs and they catch for me the game. And I recite the name of Allah over it. Meaning, when I finally get to the animal that my trained dogs have caught, I say the name of Allah when I'm slaughtering it. And he said, when you set off your trained dogs and you recited the name of Allah, then eat the game. Meaning, when you dispatch the animal, then you have to say Bismillah. I said, even if the trained dogs kill that game, I said Bismillah, sent my dogs, they caught the deer and they killed it. The Prophet ﷺ said, even if they kill, even if they kill, why? Because you said Bismillah when you sent your animals. You said Bismillah when you shot. Is it clear to you? And he said, the Prophet ﷺ said, on the condition that no other dog which you did not set off along with your dogs participates in catching the game. So for example, you send your three dogs. And when you get there, you see another fourth dog, a wild dog. And he's also with them. You don't know who caught the deer and who killed it. If the deer is alive, that's a different story. But if the deer is dead, then you can't eat it. Because it's quite possible that that wild dog caught the deer and killed it. Do you see what I mean? And if the deer is still alive, then you can slaughter it and it will be permissible for you to eat. Adi bin Hatim, he said, I said to the Prophet ﷺ, I throw mi'rad. What is mi'rad? A heavy, featherless, blunt arrow. So tools as well now. Weapons as well. So he said, I throw a mi'rad sometimes for hunting and killing the game. So the Prophet ﷺ said, when you throw mi'rad and it pierces, then eat. But if it falls flatly and beats the game to death, then do not eat that. Why? Because then it is like... Mawquda, the one that has been struck and killed. So the condition of any tool that is used for hunting is that it must have pierced the skin of the animal. It must have pierced the skin of the animal. If it has just hit it, and because of that blow the animal died, then you can't eat it. Gun is permissible, arrows are permissible, and the condition is that it must have pierced the skin. Also we learned from other hadith that if the animal was struck, let's say by an arrow, the arrow, it struck the animal and it pierced 
its skin and it got stuck over there. It happens sometimes, right? But let's say the deer, it managed to escape. It still managed to run. It didn't fall. It's bleeding, but it ran away. And you're like, I lost the deer. And then you're going through the jungle and then let's say after a day, after two days, you find a deer with your arrow stuck in it and it's lying dead. You know that that death was caused by what? By your shooting the deer. And you can still eat of that deer. You can still eat of that deer. Okay? Provided that three days and nights have not been passed. If three days and nights have passed, then it's not allowed. Why? Because the meat is not clean. Alright? However, if it's before three days and nights, then you can eat of it. Because you killed it. If a trap has been set as long as you said Bismillah at that time, and it pierced the skin of the animal. And if you find it alive, then you have to slaughter it. Okay? And at that time, you have to mention the name of Allah as well. But if you find it dead, and there's no, if the skin has not been pierced, nothing at all, then you can't have it. Now, in this ayah, we learn the permissibility of hunting. Hunting for what purpose? For? Kulu, for eating. For the purposes of consumption. So, Hunting is allowed as long as the purpose is to eat the animals. If it's just a sport, just to catch animals, just to kill them, just to practice, then this is something that is not permissible. Because look at the way that the ayah ends. Inna Allah sariyul al-hisab. Wattaqullah, he is sariyul al-hisab, he is swift in calling to account. We learned that once Ibn Umar anhu, he happened to pass by some young men of Quraysh who had tied a bird and they had made the bird a target. For what? For shooting arrows. And every arrow that they missed came into the possession of the owner of the bird. So basically the bird was alive. And what were they doing? Practicing shooting on the bird. So when Ibn Umar came, when these men, they saw Ibn Umar, they quickly went away. They took their bird, whatever, and they went away. Ibn Umar asked, who has done this? Meaning, who has tortured this poor bird? Who has done this? Allah has cursed him who does this. Verily, Allah's Messenger ﷺ invoked curse upon the one who made a live thing, a living thing, a target. A target of what? Just his practice, just his game, just fun. This is something that is not permissible. If you're hunting, then you make sure you eat of it. If you don't want to eat of it, then don't kill it. Don't take the life away that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made just for your amusement, just for your fun. يَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا أُحِلَّ لَهُمْ قُلْ أُحِلَّ لَكُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتُ وَمَا عَلَّمْتُمْ مِنَ الْجَوَارِحِ مُكَلِّبِينَ تُعَلِّمُونَهُنَّ مِمَّا عَلَّمَكُمُ اللَّهِ فَكُلُوا مِمَّا أَمْسَكْنَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَاذْكُرُوا اسْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَرِيعُ الْحِسَابِ